listening to Marcy Lynn once again on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. I hope you missed me last week, and I'm glad that you were able to hear Sinclair again. This is Marcy Lynn, and I'm here once again. Um, I had to take the week off. I'm sorry. I had to play another repeat because a sister was tired. Tax season ended dramatically. Um, and I am here today um, with a heavy heart because my puppy was killed. And then I have a happy heart too because I know he's better. I am here with, speaking of that, one of my very, very good friends for, uh, I don't even know how many years at this point, <laughs> Mr. Eddie Blue. He is the owner and founder of two wonderful companies that we all should be aware of, uh, Canine Training Solutions, which he does master training for dogs, and Tactical Readiness Solutions, LLC, which is one of the people, the places I trained with to get my permit for Connecticut and Utah. Um, and he really teaches you. He doesn't just run you through it and give you a certificate and let you go ahead and, you know, fire a police station to get your fingerprints and things. So I have Mr. Eddie Blue here. Hi, Eddie. I'm flirting. <laughs> Good morning. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you, Harry, for the introduction, by the way. Um, Eddie, how are you? Talk to me. I'm doing great today. Today's a good day. Great. Yeah. 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 So I know you, and I always tell about all my guests. I pretty much know them, you know, uniquely. So let my viewers and listeners know who you are. Well, my name is Eddie Blue, uh, as Marcy has explained. I am the owner of Canine Training Solutions LLC and Three Sixty Tactical Readiness Solutions. TRS. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I work exclusively for me and I love it. Um, I'm a millionaire, not yet, I'm working towards it, but uh, it gives me the flexibility to live life on my own terms, which is extremely important. Um, you know, everybody needs money to survive, but kind of being true to who you are is very important. Uh, it allows me to give back to community in a lot of ways, on some boards connected to education, support parents, parent involvement, uh, support the education for our kids, and I work with the community. So uh, what can I say? I'm living my best life. Isn't it wonderful? You know, I, I myself run 11 businesses, but to be able to run for yourself and then, you know, we're busier than a person that goes to work. I don't think people understand that, you know, running 11 businesses and nine in the off season because two of them don't, I don't have to worry about doing the tax part, you know, for a few months, but just being able to make your own schedule, it ends up being, we burn our candles at both ends and then when they're out, we're passed out. <laughs> I tell everybody, we're passed out. It's That's the routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know we want to get into winning, but I wanted to take a moment for you to tell me about how people can really, really learn and get their permits and some details about how to reach you to do that part. And then I want you to give me some details on how to reach you. And I'll ask you this again at the end so people can hear it. Um, to get in touch with, you know, how important certifying and training your pets are yes. with canine training solutions. I think I'm gonna um, jump on the pet thing first. I'm actually uh, working on a book. Hopefully, I can get it done for the end of the summer. Yeah. Oh, listen, you can do it. The, the name of the book is called Bite Me. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people, some love it, and some folks hate it. But um, it's kind of what happens when people don't take time to train their dogs. Mm. will inadvertently create a monster. Um, I recently uh, set, as a subject matter expert, a dog bite case. Um, that was proper training. It could have been avoided. Um, in addition to that, picking the right dog mm. is probably more important than people can do. So I'll give you a brief little inside look. If you have a strong personality and you buy a passive dog, even you just being you, that dog's gonna be frightened. Mm -hmm. Flip the script, you're a passive person, not assertive, not domineering in any way, and you buy a dog based off the way the dog looks, and you happen to grab the most 
dominant dog in the pack. That dog would never respect you. That dog would never listen to you. That dog mm-hmm. in your house. So a big part of what I try to do when I can is catch my clients before they actually buy a dog. So I can kind of figure out their personality, their lifestyle. Are you athletic? Do you exercise? Are you a couch potato? If you're a couch potato, don't get a boxer. Boxer needs a lot of exercise. Mm. That gets pent up energy from like exercise and they act out. People are sometimes oblivious to how their life changes about the dog. You know, the dog that's growing up with a child in your home that lives for college. Mm-hmm. That's a change for that dog. That dog used to see in that child house daily. And that dog goes through some separation anxiety. So mm-hmm. uh, dog training is far more than sit, play day, get the ball. Yeah. Understanding that when you get a dog in your house, your dog is not becoming a part of your family, but you're becoming a part of your family. So switching over to 360 KRS attack inside the house, we had 8.5 million new permit carriers in this country during COVID, uh, led by the number one new permit holder in the country was African-American females, mm. somewhere around 42%. Um, having a firearm in of itself is not the power. It's mm-hmm. just a tool. So uh, I, I forgot his name. I, I, I was looking to him and he said, if you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. The crowd is here. And the mic is mm. they want to show. If you say you're a performer, you better. Yeah. Uh, or people will let you know that you're not. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, of course, of course, of course. Well, mm-hmm. is key, continuing education. I mean, even as an instructor, I go to trainings every year. I go mm-hmm. Out of state, out of the area. I typically- you are always somewhere training too. And then the type of training that you do is amazing. People just don't realize that, you know, you're going to train to make us better, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I want to be a resource to my clients beyond yes. the permit. Oh, so yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. my biggest thing. I want to see folks continue education after they get that card in their pocket. That is something. Do you know a lot of people just think that's it? No, that's I, I know people that have gotten their permit and have never been to the range and fired a gun beyond being trained. So, I mean, you have the power to secure something that, to me, it's medicinal. You know, it, it's kind of stress leaving going to the range and things like that. But you have to understand what it is. It's not a power piece. It's not, you know, and you are one of the people, you taught me so much in the classes. You taught me so much in the classes that I was like, wait, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And sometimes I'll tell people the things like the marijuana thing. When I tell people those things, they go, I didn't know that. I said, well, have you checked to see if your permit's still valid? Because you've already gotten this card. And I found people that didn't even realize that they had canceled their permits because, you know, they have a, a, I guess there's a strength that they can get at the the vendings and stuff. At, at, what do they call them? The dispensaries. And they don't realize that if there's a certain strength they're available to get immediately, they're on you. They're, they're taking your stuff away, but you're walking around with your permit and a pound of weed, you know? So, yeah. Well, the big thing that people aren't aware of, and we came up in one of my classes, a guy was saying, hey, Blue, you know, if I'm drinking, but I'm not driving, and I'm in the backseat of my buddy's car, and have my gun on me, I'm good. I go, no, you're not good. 0.01 is all the alcohol that you have to have in your system, and they're going to take your firearm. It's going to be a mystery. Mm-hmm. Point. Driving is drinking and having a gun on you together. That's a no-no mistake. Point zero 0.01. You understand Point. that? So now... Let's not talk about legally drunk. Not even half illegally drunk. Just 0.01. That's it. Let's talk about the people that drink, smoke weed, and carry their firearm. Because you know, I tell people all the time, I said you're doing the wrong thing. You're really doing the wrong thing. You are. So, you know, I mean, you know I'm glad that you put that out there. Well, how I became an instructor, quite honestly, if I was at the range, which I won't name, a young lady got what's called a misfire. She had a, a bad primer in the bullet. The firing pin hit the primer and it didn't go off. So she has a gun in her hand with a finger on her trigger and she's looking at the gun, trying to figure out why it didn't go off. And then she turned the gun <gasps> to look down the barrel to see why the bullet didn't come out. <gasps> um, I ran over, I, I grabbed her hand, I apologized for getting in her personal space and I explained to her that she had a misfire. I dropped the mag, I cleared the round and I showed the bit in the primer. Um, oh my God. That really kind of um, threw me into a space of, obviously, she took a class, 
and she has a permit. And I couldn't understand why she thought that that was okay. And I instantly became woke. And I would go to the range and I would see all the madness happening around me for people that had permits. Just and the guard, they never did anything beyond that. And I was like, okay, there's a, there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. And I asked myself, I said, well, how can I be a part of the solution? Hence the birth of 360 TRS LLC. Yay, 360. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm biased. Yeah, I, I do my best to get people more than what they asked me for. And probably like 85% of my clients are wearing my, you know. You get, I'm telling you all, you get an education that you're supposed to get. You're not just getting, you know, paying the money to get the permit, to get the certificate. You sitting to a class and you should get beyond a certificate if you take the class with 360 TRS. But like I said, I'm biased. You got to find out on your own. I'm sure other people may have had taken it. I have a lot of people that have gone to you because I said, look, this is where you're going because you're going to get fully trained. You're not going to get that eight hours in a certificate and fire one time. You know, somebody's going to tell you how to breathe. Somebody's going to tell you how to, you know, about sites and all the different things. So that's the best part of it. Um, so one thing I know you are very specific in is with my life coaching, teaching people how to win in life. So of course I'd love to get into that. So I know winning in life, look, I know what it looks like for me. Well, what should winning in life look like to others? First, let's start with, with you. And then what should they be doing or what are some of the things that people can consider, you know, during a major setback, those things? Winning in life uh, for me is having the right people in my circle. Mm -hmm. um, I, I need to have people that think like me. I need to have people around me that are adding to me and I'm adding to them. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting to carry people. It is. It's exhausting. And it is self-defeating um, because they're not building you up. You're, you're, you're pouring mad energy in them to, to help them realize their own dreams or, or find their greatness. And they're not even willing to, to make the effort. Mm. They're kind of okay with the status quo. And, and then people tend to kind of, you know, make reasons why they can't win. Mm -hmm. I, I shared in the past before, you know, my dad loved him. I don't hate him. He's a good guy. But when I started my dog trainer business in 1997, a large part of the people around me said that nobody was going to pay a black kid in New Haven any money to train dogs. <laughs> you know, now this black kid from New Haven. Look at you. You're sitting in his training facility in Bethany. <laughs> Bethany. Uh huh. Not an expert in a dog beautiful place. Writing a, a dog uh, book and. I don't know. I, I've been stopped counting. Have had the chance to put my hands on somewhere between eight hundred to a thousand dogs, and you know, from all sorts of people, from attorneys, the doctors, the nurses, the moms, or whatever. So, I mean, a person said to me, "Wow, like, how did that feel to hear that from your family?" It, it was mm -hmm. a question. I had to ask myself the question: Am I gonna believe in myself? And 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 follow my own dreams, I'm going to let people dictate to me what I should be. Mm -hmm. I decided to live for myself and win for myself. So this is the thing. Everybody wants to achieve their goals and dreams. And it's great to have a support system, but sometimes you have to understand that you may have to be your own cheerleader to get going. Ain't that something? And as a friend of mine said, you know, when you ain't got no gas in the car, Ain't nobody down to push the car to the gas station. Absolutely not. But when you got the new car with the new car smell and it's full of gas. Everybody want to ride. <laughs> so, I mean, it's why I got so much love for the folks that was riding with me when I was putting it together. When I was mm -hmm. in the lab just trying to mix the formula and, and see what components I needed to win. You know, th those are the folks that I love the most. The folks that looked at me and said, you know what, brother? You ain't got all the pieces at the table, but I'm looking in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And I said, don't quit, won't stop. I see that I'm going to make this happen. It may not happen this week, next week, might not even happen this year. But I just yeah. the faces tell me that 
I got to ride with you because I, I feel like. Yes, you did that. So, so that's what winning looks like for me. And, and the other part of winning for me is, is mm -hmm. my time. I get to spend my time the way I love to spend my time. What you love. What I love, what I love. Doing what you love. And you know what? That's one thing. Like when I found out, I'm like, oh, God, that's so perfect that he's that person. Like I've known you forever. So I'm like, that is so perfect because you've always been an educator, even like in high school. It's like you've always been teaching people how to be better and how to be safe being better. Right. I mean, like even like some of our, our mutual friends are just like, yep, yeah, that's that's true. Like, you know, that's true. That that I'm like, so when you say, okay, he's training dogs and us at the same time, right, right. you have to realize that, you know, you're genuinely being trained, you're getting it all, you know? So, um, I don't know, let's go through the major setbacks. So the things I see you're walking through your office, look, look how beautiful his office is. Look, show them your office. This office is amazing in Bethany guys. Look, and that's the wall. I seen this when it was just like a skeleton and he has transformed this office into everything we need to train as far as learning how to use properly and then take our other security tool, our doggies and have them train so they know how to protect us properly and to listen to us properly. So this is a dual security system, <laughs> you know? You know, I, I, if I had to say, my, my God-given talent is teaching. Mm-hmm. So teaching is where I'm comfortable. You know, I mean, I, I can I can teach anything. I, I, I teach people how to hunt. I teach people how to fish. I teach people how to train their dogs. I don't train dogs. I train people. Mm-hmm. Shoot and maintain their farms. I teach people Connecticut gun laws, how to keep themselves safe, safe gun storage. I teach people how to interact with police officers when they get pulled with a gun. That right there? Listen, if I could take everybody to that class, <laughs> you know, because you know, when I first started, a lot of people said, Oh, blue man, I, I don't want a gun because I'm worried about getting shot because I'm a black man. I'm like, I hunt, I've been hunting since I was 13, 14 years old, and I don't ran to all kind of DP officers, local police in local towns, walking in and out of the woods with guns on me, and I've been stopping. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I got a phone call. Somebody said some random black guy is walking in the woods with a gun during hunting season in an area designated for hunting. And I just, I, I keep my cool. I said, this is my license. I'm hunting over here. This is what I'm doing. You know, and I've been blessed to enjoy that life. You know, and I've, mm -hmm. I, I want to see people win. Um, I see so many people that are unhappy in their skin. And, and my, my, my logic is, and I could be completely wrong, People are unhappy in their skin because they let society dictate to them who they need to be. Yeah, exactly. You 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 have to if you want to be happy. My, my happiness is not hinged on people. So people say, "Well, what do you mean? You know, you're, you're an island onto yourself." No, I, the people that are closest to me have liberty to get to my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That are close to me that are recognized as voices in my ear. Yeah, liberty to speak to me with honesty because they've earned that trust, mm -hmm. and it's mutual. It's a two-way street. It's not they get to say whatever they want to me, and I can't reverse it or reciprocate. It's a two-way mm -hmm. street, and that's mm -hmm. also a part of winning. You know, mm -hmm. so my circle's small. You know, yeah, I, I probably got a whole whopping seventy-five friends on Facebook. I'm okay with that. I don't mm -hmm. need fifteen hundred friends. No. This is not a slight towards anybody, but you know, my self-esteem is not wrapped up in your likes. There you go. <laughs> and that's a, it's amazing. Cause like I have this venue, I'm putting you here in this venue and that's what I'm doing it for. And I really don't do it for anybody else. Like the next question I was gonna ask you about your supporters. When it comes to supporters, I'm talking genuine support. I just don't mean like you said, good job. I mean, that person that left me a voicemail and didn't want me to call them back. That's a supporter to me. You know what I mean? You don't have to call me back. I just want to tell you that you're doing a beautiful job. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. Don't get discouraged. And the things that I hear that I need to do that some people go, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm crazy, but guess what? We need to do it. So with things that you're doing in the beginning, people are going, they don't want to hear from you. They're not going to do it. And now that you're successful before this, Right. Who were your biggest, who were your biggest supporters? Like who were those people? 
I got a, a good friend named Chris. Well, I supported you after I knew. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going someplace somebody wouldn't expect me to go. I got a good friend named Chris. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like me. Okay. He's one of my best friends. There you go. We've been friends for probably 24 years. Mm -hmm. He loves fishing. He loves hunting. He loves firearms. He loves training. He reloads his own ammo. He builds his own rifles and guns. And he's a guy that no matter what crazy idea I came up with in life or direction I wanted to travel, he's like, oh, you can do that. He was like, I can see you doing that. You know, mm -hmm. he, he, he just loved me for myself. He accepted me for me. I, I get folks that hit me with conditional love. They, they, want, mm. they want me to fall into a certain category. Like, for example, I may say something that may make some people hot. And that's not my That'll be right. But when, you know, Breonna Taylor thing happened, Floyd thing happened. Obviously, as a black man in America, military veteran, I was challenged by it. And then, you know, a lot of people was like, hey, man, you know, you should promote your business as black business. I was like, they'll find out I'm black when they get here. I, 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 don't, I didn't feel the need to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I deal with people from all walks of life, from all mm -hmm. backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I felt like I'll be shortchanging myself by putting that label on my companies. Yeah, some people you know, feel that way. You know, I'm just a, a business guy and I, I, I'm a student of the things I do. So mm -hmm. for me, I thought that would be disrespectful to myself and to my mm -hmm. client base to try to separate myself and compartmentalize what I do. There you go. You know, um, you know again, part of winning. You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, I was married for 21 years and got mm -hmm. and um it was kind of interesting. My my ex-wife had said that in essence I was too um the word I want to use. I'll I'll back it up and say this. She asked me one day, she goes, When's it gonna be enough? I was like, What? Is what gonna be enough? You're going to college to get this degree. You're fishing, you're hunting, you're training dogs, you're... I was too ambitious. I said, so you want me to be lazy? You want me to have no goals in life? You don't want me to be a go-getter? You don't want me to chase my dreams and maximize my manhood, maximize my life? Because me maximizing my life is maximizing your life and the life of our children. You guys are eating, sleeping, vacationing on my ambition, on my dreams, on my drive, on my energy. Mm. Mm. Sorry if sitting downstairs in my underwear playing game, uh, video games all day long is, is, is not what I do. I can't. I have, I have a limited amount of time on this life. So I went to a funeral and the guy said, you're born in 19 whatever and you passed mm -hmm. in 2001. He said in between those two numbers is a dash. He asked the most profound question I've ever heard out of here. He said, what dash me? I was like, holy crap, bro. I was like, wow. I was like, that's fire. My man is saying to me, like, in essence, what's the dash going to stand for? There you go. Miss Frazier, a fifth grade teacher, Jackie Robinson Red House, uh, gave me a picture of herself. She's since passed away. Rest in peace. One of the best teachers on the planet. Um, mm. He said, life is an autograph. I mean, life is a photograph autograph it well. She was saying to me in essence in fifth grade, you will leave your well on your life. What footprint. What will be your footprint? What will be your legacy? What will you leave behind? And I understand that. So you have to remember like when we talk about relationships, when you have an ambition and a partner that doesn't understand your ambition is beyond you. Like my situation has always, well, the same. I'm married 18 years and it just seemed like just two different ways, just two different ways. Um, and the more that I did, the less it was appreciated. You remember, I, I didn't have a child till I was 35. By then we had traveled, we did everything we needed to do. I had a baby and I'm going, okay, I'm going to keep going. And I kept going with education, kept going with everything. And now I'm here, I'm in this space, knowing that this, this has been my ultimate goal, being able to get people like you out there. And the more education, the more successful, 
the more decorative, the more awards I got, the more acclimates, the more people that were appreciative, the worse the relationship got. So I just, it's just like, okay, do you want someone that's winning or you want someone stuck? I mean, I did not start this relationship having babies and keeping like having 10 babies, you know, 10 years on 11th year, we had the child that we both promised each other. And then, you know, I was gonna keep going with my career. So, you know, it's good that we do that. But when it comes down to it, I need you to add to my success. Like, what are some of the key things that added to your success? This is your question, you know? And I go, every time people give me questions, because you know I do the reverse interview, these questions help me think when we're having a discussion. But I will definitely tell you that this question that you have, what are some key things that added to your success? And I think a lot of it, and we have to realize this, Eddie, is separating ourselves from the relationship that was not going to allow us to continue to succeed. Exactly. And that's that's been my key. I mean, he'll be my best friend forever, but separating myself from that relationship allowed me to keep flourishing, keep going. Hey, A lot of people don't understand it. I, I left my daughter for 40 days and went to, you know, you know, down to Georgia. I, you know, because these are the things my legacy is important. When I leave here, I want to make sure she and now my granddaughter know. My grandma fought for this. My grandma fought for me to be able to do this. And when it comes to the black business thing, I do so many people, oh, I want to find out about minority business. I want to find out about woman in business. I said, but you will never see me reach out for those things because I just want to be a business person. You know, I, I like what you just said. So I, I was fortunate in 2011 to fish Bass Masters as a pro for a year. Awesome. Um, I'm an avid hunter. I eat what I take, but I've been blessed to take the largest archery deer I've taken in, in 15 years. Mm. What I said to people is I, I don't want to be a great black fisherman. I don't want to be a great black hunter. I don't want to mm -hmm. be a great black gun instructor. I don't want to be a great black dog trainer. I simply want to be great. That's it. Period. Just, just period. Don't, I don't need anything before that. No. <laughs> Eddie Blue is a great hunter. Eddie Blue is a great fisherman. Eddie, Eddie Blue is a great gun instructor. Eddie Blue is a great dog trainer. Eddie Blue is a great orator. He's a great yeah. public speaker. Period. Drop the black and just, just let me be great. Can I just be a great human? <laughs> yeah, because I, I ran into a situation like that when I worked in nonprofit. Um, and I, I won't name the company, but I remember mm -hmm. a person showed up to an event and they wanted to give out uh, it's an award from like the governor or something. And um, mm. they were like, well, this person is one of our executives. He could take it. And they looked up and down, like, I'm not giving this person this. Mm. And I got up and I spoke at the event. And then mm. people would come to me and say, oh, my goodness, you're, you're so well-spoken. And I'm thinking, I'm well-spoken? Am I well-spoken for a black man? Black man. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I hate to even have that question even pop in my head, but it was almost like it was a surprise to them. And I was so eloquent and so well-spoken and my timing was so good. And my, my audience was captivated by my message. And it was it was life-changing, it was eye-opening. You know, mm -hmm. as a father, and I, I hope all the dads here, um, my kids are, are my greatest gift in life because I'm mm -hmm. an opportunity for me to pour into their lives at an earlier time and, and support them and be their greatest cheerleader, their greatest promoter. Mm -hmm. You know, I know. And show them real friendship. Yep. I, I know folks that didn't come from that. I know folks that had to, their their biggest naysayers were their family. Were mm -hmm. their family. And I mean, and you know, you push through, but it does something to you. Doesn't it? It really does. It, it if, if you're not careful, it will it will change your ability to connect to people. Yeah. You'll become less trusted. You you'll be more guarded. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, obviously, I try. I got I got my youngest babies. I try to teach them, you know, to be, you know, careful who they talk to and connect to because mm -hmm. of, you know who you let in your circle, the voices that you let in your ear. Energy, yeah. Energy. By the same token, I, I tell them you can do anything, and I, I'm here for you. I will I will go to that for you. Um, you know, it's why I don't, I don't work on Sundays. Those days belong to them. And I'm mm -hmm. 
and have dads undivided attention. You know, and I, I, I also live the way I live because I don't want to, I want to set the example. I don't want to just speak prosperity and winning. I mm-hmm. want to show them prosperity and winning. I the actual to, work. They need know. to see the actual work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, they come to dad's office and my daughter will come in and she'll say, Hey daddy, help me clean your office and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and they get a chance to see what daddy has to do every day to yes. maintain this standard of living, you know, but I'm always looking for the balance. And that's another part of winning. Part of winning in life is having a balance. A, w- a wise man once said to me, if you start your life in balance, you don't have to struggle to keep it. Mm-hmm. There you I go. Come say, hey, blue man, yo, man. Like, you know, five, six, seven, eight people on the Sunday I go, sorry, you got to catch your money through Saturday. Yeah. It's not, that, not that I don't Monday. need it, but I, I can't get into that place of compromising myself because once I start, I'm forever compromised and I, I can't undo it. This is the first year I took Sundays off in taxis and 33 taxis. And this is the first year I took Sundays off. 33 taxis. Now I used to work all day and all night. Now don't call me before nine and don't call me after eight because guess I'm, what? I'm, I promise you, you got to promise people. Look, I'm going to promise you quality. I'm going to promise you effectiveness. I'm going to promise you that things are done properly. I'm not going to promise you speed. I refuse to promise you speed. Now, if you're looking for speed, you can go to Joe Schmo, who promises you speed. That doesn't mean that means that next year you'll just be back to me trying to figure out why Joe Schmo did this wrong and it looks different from what I did. But I can almost guarantee you that's what it is. And you know, when we get ready to talk about regrets, my only regret is not documenting the 33 years, not realizing when I walked into H&R Block at 18 that this was something that I needed to keep a record of because I could really write a book on the changes. When I started, we were doing taxes on paper. The computers have taken over. So that's one of my biggest regrets. As far as books are concerned, I don't know if everybody's ready for both the book, my personal book and my business book. So. I work work on them gradually. It's going to end up being a series at this point, <laughs> but that's one of my big regrets yeah. when it comes to business. It's interesting you said that because the dog training book I'm writing, I I just did like titles of the ten or twelve chapters. Mm-hmm. Looking at the titles, I was like, "There's two more books to do after this one." I I I, I can't even scratch the surface of of what's going on in the dog industry in one book. For, for, so, you know, you, you look at these, I know I'm gonna make some people mad. You're looking at the labradoodles, the double doodles, the doodle doodle doodles. <laughs> Listen, guys, you're paying $3,500, dollars or $5,000 for a month. It's not registered. It's not. Oh my God. You're, you're not, you said it out loud. You, you know why? Because there's no breed registry that recognizes them. So, I'm gonna give you a simple challenge. First of all, they haven't been around long. There's not enough history. We're talking about English masters, bull masters, great names that have been around for centuries. Some mm-hmm. thousands of years old, begin, been around since the beginning of time. And now you produce something that doesn't have a job. So let me give you an example. Oh, you, I get it now. Yeah, would, okay. you, would you take a Maserati mm-hmm. and go into the woods and go hunting in a Maserati and, and pop the back of it and throw a dead deer in the back of it in the winter time. You ain't getting you, you would not. You, <laughs> you would buy a pickup truck. You would buy a pickup truck because a pickup truck is designed for off-road. A pickup truck is for carrying things. So you've gotten a dog that his only function mm-hmm. spoken by clients that have them is to be cute to be adorable. He has no job. My dog has a job. I have a German white hair pointer. Her job is to find birds, point them so I can shoot them, flush them, run and retrieve them and bring them back to me. She has a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Old master of French master of a Rottweiler has a job to protect your house, keep your family safe, protect your kids, mm-hmm. be a mm-hmm. burglar. What does a $3,500 cute dog's function in? He has no function. Cute. cute. Yeah, to be cute. You're I, adorable. I didn't, I didn't know adorable was a job description. 
So I, I, I guess I'm gonna ask our host, uh, you know, it's gonna come off mean, but it's okay. Would you rather have a guy that's attractive, hardworking, dedicated, focused, team player, on the team, working towards a goal in life, and this could go both ways, men and women. I know I don't I don't want a pretty face. That's just a pretty face. Uh-uh. That mm-hmm. can't challenge me. That can't have tough conversations with me. That can't come alongside me. <laughs> us against the world. My ride or die. You know, I, I I don't I don't I don't need someone that just just say just stand here and look pretty. And this is not a knock towards anybody because they can be unattractive and, and stand next to me and not be a go getter. The looks is not what I'm talking about. I I need someone that's going to be connected to me that can relate to my ambition. That is is saying on days where I just don't feel like myself, or days when I get those days where I don't want to push through. Mm -mm. Encouraging. That they they can sense that because they're connected to me and they can come to me someone that breathes the same. Yeah. Come up to me and say, listen, kill her. Take a rest. Take a break. You know, and that makes a lot of sense in everything. We're going to get the clubs out and we're going to go beat this thing down together. You know, let's go. Hey, hey, get yourself out there and and make it happen for the family. You know, how how you think a Steph Curry is so successful? He's got a wife wife that's a beast at the house. She is really. You take care of her. The motivation, even the motivation. Exactly. I mean, when you, when you, when you are, when you're a president or a, a, a organization and you got to write a tough email or deal with a tough issue, you know, you, you got your ride or die that you can say, hey, look at this email. Am I too spicy? Do I need to tell, tell am, am I too weak? Am I, you know what I mean? You got that real input. That it's input. all about level, especially like at our yeah, age. We're at- game, you know what I mean? They got mm-hmm. skin in the game, you know? Yeah. You really, really, really have to be on the same level with a person. I'm going to take a minute just to let everybody know that you are listening to Marcy Lynn once again on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven Independence, your home for community radio. And I have the wonderful, intelligent, just brilliant Eddie Blue, who is the owner and founder of Canine Training Solutions and Tactical Readiness Solutions 360, TRS, look it up, get your permit, get it together, learn what you need to learn, and he's going to give you the information pretty soon on how to reach him multiple ways. Um, Eddie, I I really want to put this question out there and let you do what you need to do with it because I know you're going to do the right thing when it in these uncertain unlevel unbelievable just I just feel like evil and depression and hopelessness are ran and rapid in these times how can we still win well I say to my kids every day when I drop home from school Leaders not followers. You know the expectation. I tell my son that he's a man of character and integrity. And I explain to them what character and integrity is. I say, you conduct yourself the way that you need to when I'm not around as you would if I was standing next to you. Mm-hmm. I don't want two versions of you. I don't want the version of you when dad's behind you and a different version when dad's out of sight. I explain to him. <clears throat> And he's only eight. I explained to him that it is important for him to grasp these fundamentals now because daddy's not going to hear all of And I need to prepare him to win in this world. Mm-hmm. Know who they are. You know, yeah. um, my son, I have one son. That came from me. I have many sons that have adopted me, but I have one son that came from me. Mm-hmm. And I'll consider that I would have failed him if I don't equip him to stand 
on his own in his life for some reason. I don't ever want my son to be in a place where he forgets who he is or compromise who he is because his overwhelming need to belong. Mm-hmm. He needs to be willing to stand alone. This thing. That's what attracts people to real leaders. Mm-hmm. Stand alone. And not just for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but sometimes for years. Period. And then all of a sudden they say, hmm, that guy is unwavering. That young lady's unshakable. She's not compromising. You know what? I'm about to go over there and see what's going on. I, I think I need to be in this circle. I think I need to be a part of this. Um, winning, let, let me first say that I think people have kind of, for me anyway, some folks around me have, I really don't understand what winning is. Mm-mm. Winning winning isn't coming in first place. Mm-mm, not at all. Winning isn't, isn't, isn't breaking a record. Winning is I've lost and won because I know I put my best me out there. Mm-hmm. See, when I go to trainings, when I compete, I'm not competing against anybody except Abel. Mm-hmm. I'm my biggest competition. I'm always facing my personal best because personal best means for me is that the things that I've placed in my life that I measure myself by and, and the things that I do to ensure that I move forward, even if it's in tiny baby steps, mm-hmm. I'm being true to myself. And in time, the results will show. Not rushing your process. Yeah. I respect the process. I'm, I'm not I'm not goal center. I'm processing you know, and, and sometimes I, 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 sometimes I'll be in a place I'm like, whoa, I'm like, you know what? I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand how I got there. So I used to say to people all the time, you can take Jay-Z, Pharrell, any of them. They could be broke today. Broke today, lose all their money. And then go somewhere and borrow $100,000 from somebody and they'll be back on top in three years. You know why? Yeah. Understand process. Process, yeah. So, process. Let me, let me say to your, your audience here, there's no growth without sacrifice. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, progress without pain. There's no winning without people turning their back on you. There's no winning without people disappointing you. There's no winning without people putting their mouth on your hopes and dreams because- oh, Trial and error. That's right. I found out in some ways, sometimes, not all the time, Sometimes, I can say in my life, people have spoken against my goal, my goals, and my hopes and my dreams because they didn't see the problem. They didn't even do what I was doing. Mm-hmm. They were afraid for me to fail. But failure is a part of winning. It is. Embrace the good and the bad, the beautiful and the ugly of growth. That's why mm-hmm. you celebrate success when you get it. You don't celebrate the stuff that comes with success. Mm-hmm. Celebrate not giving up. You celebrate staying in the trenches and grinding for every blade of grass that you put your hands. Every on. bit of it is a part of your education. The it good, is. the bad, the ugly. And when you get on the other side, and you only you and, and God knows what you suffered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know whether we're doing the right thing. Exactly. I, I, I know we have we supposedly have a tool, but that tool gives us a lot of instruction, but a lot of people have twisted that tool, and I'm meaning the Bible, to make it at their convenience. So now it's just a matter of we don't know what's gonna happen. All we know is that we're gonna do the best that we can while we're down here and while we're doing whatever, if we're if there is up there, down there, something everybody has their own reality. Um and I know you have a last question, but I wanted to touch on the church security since we're talking about faith, because I really, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to answer, I, I'm going to say something. And I don't even really care how mad people get or how angry they get because, you know, my haters motivate me. <laughs> we sit in these churches in these definitely uncertain times where white supremacy and all kinds of supremacy and people just hate is flourishing and we have a peace in church that people want to take away and us wanting to be secure in church is not taking away our faith. No. You know what it's doing? Listen, I open my church and close my church every single Sunday. 
I have no problem with if there was someone that needed to be there secure, to secure it. Because we are not looking at the door when we're looking at the altar. And I'm just going to say, I don't think that it's a bad thing. Church, church security. Well, I'm going to answer this in two parts. Mm -hmm. You don't need church security. God will protect us. So let me just table that for two seconds and say, mm -hmm. um, if you get hit by a car, I have a car accident, or fall off your porch and hit your back, and your back goes out, you don't lay there and say, I'm not going to go to the hospital because God's going to heal my back. No, you mm -hmm. call 911. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When, when COVID hit people, they took their butt to the hospital. They got tested. Mm -hmm. So not being facetious, but God can use medicine to heal you. God allows doctors to understand the body that he created so that he can work through them to heal mm -hmm. you. Yes. Jesus' disciples carried swords. David was a warrior. His son Solomon never fought a war because his father killed his enemies. He had no enemies. Go ahead. So church security is not um, in the building to go head up with an adversary. Church security is don't make myself a target, period. Mm. Strength. Do some common sense things that will make your house of worship less inviting for an attack. So I remember six years ago, I sent out letters to probably 20, 25 churches in Connecticut, offering mm -hmm. active shooter training, church assessments, training your team. We're going to be doing a de-escalation training this summer. And I said, mm -hmm. the churches looked at me like I was crazy. We don't need those services. We have, well, we have a retired police officer in the church. We have a Marine in the church. We have a guy that's in corrections in the church. Looking at the altar. Now, but hold on. But it, it, this is how deep this goes. Three mindsets when it comes to training. The Marine is going to go to the threat. I'm writing notes. You know. The police officer has to think about liability and getting sued and having the chief crawl up his backside. And the corrections officer is in lockdown mode. So what's so well blue? What's what's wrong with that? It's three different approaches to handling one single problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not on the same like same. Not even close. Not even close. So the only person that's on the same page is the shooter. <laughs> the time gets <laughs> in his body count. You know. Yeah. So you know, God gives us wisdom. If you understand anything about the Bible, the Bible is full of words. Samson, and the list goes on. Uh, war was a part of biblical life. Mm -hmm. Slavery was a part of struggle. Injustice was a part of struggle. In fact, everything that we see now, and the Bible says, is nothing new under the sun. What we're seeing now has happened before. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to have armed security, but you need to have some things in place that you can do, like I said, to become less of a target. And that's kind of where I'm blessed for the churches that have invited me to come and say, hey, Blue, come into our house of sanctuary, walk around it, because you're a fresh set of eyes. And I go in and I point out things to them, they go, oh my gosh, I never even thought of doing that. I never thought about that. I never considered that. It never entered my mind. And then these changes that I'm talking about. And sometimes, you know, I realize some churches may be smaller. They may not have the, the financial backing to make mm -hmm. Well, you said there's money for there. Yeah. Yes, there's a grant that you can get from the state to pay for church security and upgrade mm -hmm. training. So what we do at that point, they sit down and say, well, Ed, what's the most important things? If we have eight things that we need to do, mm -hmm. we got a budget towards three things. What should be the first three things we do? And I'll tell them. Do these three things right here, and these three things are like, and then they can implement those things. You know, so I went to a church in Meriden, and then we'll go to the last question, I guess. The guy, the head of the treaty wasn't there, the senior pastor was there. Now, what does he guess? To evaluate the strength of, of the security team. They didn't fare well. Okay. The, the gentleman that was on the back door left the back door and went up towards the front of the sanctuary grabbed himself a tambourine and got in it, left the back door unguarded. 
He was at the altar, literally. <laughs> oh, on. wow. Okay, so when I say at the altar, I mean like at the altar, at the altar. Simple came off. You know, I mean, he was getting his praise on. Yeah, and I ain't mad at him, but he should have picked the Sunday he wasn't serving to get his praise on. Uh, you know, um, it was it was it was rather it was eye opening, but it was disappointing at the same time. Yeah, um, they had an individual that was in the church that was not on the security team. Uh, ironically, uh, didn't even come up and introduce himself to me, but he he thought it was important to walk past me not once, not twice, but three times. With his little knife clipped on his pocket, and I'm, I'm standing there saying to myself, well, I, "Anyway, you want me to see that you have a knife on you?" Okay, I looked at it from two perspectives. You could offend the person that was looking for an encounter with God, mm-hmm. and two, my pocket. <laughs> Wait, you just fuzzed up a little bit. I said, "Say it again." So he didn't know me, and he didn't. He, he could have either offended someone that was looking to have an encounter with God. Yes. And even though he had a knife clipped on his pocket, he didn't know mm-hmm. about me. Yeah. You know, he he just kind of you know I guess he thought he was intimidating me with his his knife on his pocket, and that would have been a Sunday where he would have been bringing a knife to another type of fight. Mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> misunderstanding completely and it's just because people make that assumption yeah yeah you know so i mean i mean i i can't i can't make anybody take my services um and you know we have we have a lot of things going on in the country that shouldn't be going on in the country yeah before we get into that last question i want to make sure you give their your information so people that's basically what it is we're reacting society we wait until something happens and then we swing an action instead of doing preventative measures. Last question. Uh, can you first tell us how to reach you? I know how to reach you, but tell everybody how to reach you for both businesses, please. So 360TRS.com, K-9TTS.com, and Instagram and Facebook. We're out here. Um, I, I love what I do. I'm blessed to do it. I love every day. And we are located at 5 Amity Road, Bethany, Connecticut, Post 524, which is right up the hill. Stop and shout out me. And Bethany is not far. If you can go to Waterbury, you're going to drive through Bethany. So, you know, that, that road is not bad at all. I love that road, especially in the summer, because you get to see the hill. I'm right two miles past the JCC on the left hand side. I'm literally on the Woodbridge Bethany line. I'm not like on the Norwich Bethany line. You're on the Woodbridge. And I like know exactly where you are now that I've seen the building. I know exactly where you are because I, I haven't driven that way lately because my car just started working again after months of being down. Um, but so you guys, if you need the information, it will be in uh, the actual Facebook after we air this specific interview. And my last question for you. Uh-oh. It, I know my answer. When is the time to quit? When is it enough? And I know my answer, but your answer. Well, when is it time to quit? I mean, never. Um, I, I, I have a, a, a standing joke that I say. If I don't do something in my school that I set out to do, it'll be because the clock stops. Um, my grandfather was in his 70s. He worked on the farm, he hunted, fished. He messed with his dogs. He he hunted and fed his neighbors. You know, um, Miles Monroe, may he rest in peace. Miles Monroe said, when I leave this life, I want to leave empty. Anything that's in me that was created to give away, I want to give it away. I don't want to take someone's breakthrough, someone's encouragement, someone's much needed support mm-hmm. uh, a key to open a door in their life mm-hmm. a different way to see themselves a different perspective i don't want to take that with me. I, I don't want to take someone's breakthrough with me. I, I don't you know uh, uh tudor bismarck said blessings 
Mm-hmm. Many people could help people, but their unwillingness to do so may possibly keep somebody trapped in a space they didn't need to be. So that is so true. Oh my God, that's so true. I, I gotta keep it moving. I, I gotta keep it moving. You know, you, you look you look at Puffy Combs, for example, whether or not you like him or not. He had a mm-hmm. and because he did what he did, he put Biggie Smalls on. We got one of the greatest rappers in the game. You put Craig Mack on, who put the flavor in your ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, what we have to understand is when we win, everybody around us ends. And that's yeah. It's never going to stop. Yeah. Hate is not it. Yeah. And listen, my answer is when you are dancing around my pretty pink urn that's when enough is enough for me. Because, you know, I don't want none to just, just put me in a pretty pink urn and have a party. <laughs> well, the stuff I do lives beyond me and the people that I've touched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the power of living a life well done. Mm-hmm. You know, Mother Teresa, you name it. There's so many people that have been gone for so long. Really? We're still benefiting from what they did in life. Yeah, so, isn't that something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My Angelo's poems are probably more powerful than they've ever been because there's no more to come. We yeah. done been through. Yeah. Yeah. The value, the value of leaving this earth. Well, Eddie, I really, really appreciate you taking the time because I know how hard it is for you to take the time out of your day with all that you do to spend with us here on my show. And our show, it's our community show. And this is what our community needs to understand that I don't put anybody up here because it's my show. I put it up here because it's our show. And it's all the information that you need to know. Please, 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 please don't ever change. And you know I love you. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak to your audience. Mm-hmm. And, um, I- I've known this young lady for a long, long, long time. And uh, uh, <laughs> I, I can say about uh, it's Marcy Lynn. She will always be true to herself. <laughs> and I think that's yes, the thing I love about her the most. You know, what you see is what you get. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing else. And I think that's why I'm here. That's what God, that's my purpose, you know, to, to be a straight shooter. But thank you again for joining me on Marcy Lynn. Once again, WNHHLP 103.5. And of course, my before and after is forever's hallelujah. And the best part about it is that hallelujah for the things that we do, because we do it in faith and we don't do it in fear. We just move forward. I love you and you have a wonderful weekend, but I'll definitely be talking to you. I'm coming to that office. Me and your daughter are going to get that office straight. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Blessings come.